Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This week in league, Mark Coyne learns the hard way that there's a difference between calling someone a whore on the fourth floor and the ground floor... NRL celebrates Beanies for Brain Cancer Round after deciding that Beanies for Blokes Who Bash Bitches Outside Newcastle Nightclubs doesn't have the same ring. The Doggies play a game of relocation just a tip as they move two matches a year to Perth. Plus, we look ahead to Round 19 of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Episode 328 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, my man? And I am relaxed, freshed. <laughs> Took a weekend away. Seven in a row. Where'd you go? Um, just up to Twin Waters at Noosa. Twin Waters? Yes. Did they take Morty up there or did you go up there with a receptacle? No, with a receptacle. Remember I messaged you and said- Yeah, 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 yeah. but I didn't know. Yeah, but I, didn't, I mean, I remember you was like, with a receptacle, but I mean, honestly, I don't, when you say, you know, oh, I'm with a receptacle, I didn't, I, I don't usually take it as, oh, I'm going away on a little lovely weekend with a receptacle. I usually think, okay, don't call Jay for the next hour. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, unless he's, unless uh, you tell me that you're going kayaking with a receptacle, in which case I know I can call you in 20 minutes. <laughs> no, it means you can't call me because I won't have the arm strength to lift up the phone. Uh, no, this oh, was a um, a, getting serious. Um, about ready to introduce it to the fucking big man. No, I uh, <laughs> did find one with a fantastic sense of humour, though. Yeah, can't you usually tell that from their profile, though. No, really. No, they get someone to get ghost writers. I, I saw, I saw some like Drake. They get they get ghost writers to write uh, write about <laughs> a clever line about how they, how they, they're going to take it in the ass or whatever. <laughs> I saw some guy. Yeah, he wrote something. He was like, you know what? Uh, I, today I went for a hike. Yep. And the hiking trails were empty. And then I stopped by the airport, and I parked really easily. <laughs> Bitches on Tinder are lying. <laughs> <laughs> Because they all do. They all like hiking and travel. Hey, so um, did we did did we did we mention did we mention on the show that like it's it's not just like a Tinder thing, but there's that one that's like that I don't know what it's called, but it's like the one where it's like Tinder except for chicks that want to be dominated or or want to stab you or you know do shit to you. Yeah, like look, Japs like Japs Iyer or whatever it's called. Yeah, there's 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 one that- plenty of Japs Iyer. <laughs> Jap Iyer. <laughs> Jap's Bumble Eye. <laughs> Sounds like a reggae group. <laughs> Japanese reggae. Like an in- Indonesian rice dish. <laughs> Buffalo soda. Oh. Um, um, yeah. And so you didn't go to the Twin Water. You, you weren't like- you, look, you put, weren't, put this on, on that app. You weren't like t- tied up and beaten shit out of it. Like- there, there would be some girls who would be- Standing outside the um, courthouse with Free Jack, 
signs. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But no, I, I mean you've shown you've you've shown me some profiles. So yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no. something for every, there's truly something for everyone. And sometimes that something is like, get fucked, beat out of here and choked and shit. I, I, I know it's not a death sentence anymore. Yep. But I'm I'm not confident they've sterilised their knives properly. Yeah. Like I'm not into that shit. Yeah. So you don't you know think you've got the the magic Johnson you know you can't cure yourself. I don't have a magic Johnson. With who fucking saw that coming though? I mean, like dude's called Magic Johnson and he, and he magically cures himself out of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, no, you fucking knew something. <laughs> It, again, this sort of segues in, but hmm. it's got, we'll see how good your advertisement memories are uh, from the 80s, okay. 90s. Um, so okay. there, don't, want to set, don't want to set any expectations of high. Sort of Diamond Chopsticks era TV <laughs> oh, advertisements. Yeah, well, I, well, that one, like, I had um, never heard of that because that was that was never, a, you know, where I oh, was. Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. that was Sydney thing. But, um, Although I know it very well now, so I this, can't get it out of my head. This is where you know that you've got a keeper. Yep. Um, that you you know having having a bit of a, a tussle and you're rolling around and you've gone downstairs because you know that you need to pay some foreplay attention because you you shit at stamina and <laughs> distance and all that stuff later on. So it's, it's like jumping. It's like a fourteen nil lead. Yep. Yep. So I'm going down to eat the fourteen nil, and. Uh, <laughs> girls looked at me and just cracked up laughing and I'm thinking I can this isn't normally the place they laugh <laughs> usually that's like three minutes from now <laughs> um, but then she's just gone and I instantly fucking knew that that was the sound of the dolmio ad <laughs> Oh, she's actually used that wine on you. And yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've actually had the title of it. Was it, I mean like I mean it's a lot of it could like, be something. 320 plus episodes. It's I mean dumb. almost 330, but I'm sure there was a Domino Queen it's, title. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame she was married or I would have uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess she's not a keeper in fact. <laughs> like how bad does her husband have to be that I'm the fucking <laughs> Well, you know, like, you know, I don't want to kink shame people, as they say, but I mean, you know, you've got your one where they, they want to get, you know, choked out and shit, and there's ones that want to slice you up and, you know, do the hot wax and the rest of it. I mean, maybe there's some that just just want shameful, shameful sex that's uh, not with their husbands. I I'm, I'm just need to find the one who's, who's kinky is for me to watch football and be emotionally unavailable. <laughs> oh. oh, tremendous. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and good work, everyone on uh, stepdad's homework last week of the team of players that have uh, some fucking they, cracking team. They are, and I mean we've seen we've had some of those on uh, some some on Twitter and uh, a lot a, a very uh, a very active thread on the on the Facebook group about that as well. We probably should start like also do those on Reddit as well just to get them across the board. I mean, obviously with the the type of question that was, I mean it's not really something we can go too hard on like just reading out. No. But, daring, but I will encourage you people to get in there and um, and have a look because when we went into that, I was almost one hundred percent sure yep. that it would be Parramatta and the Tigers. Yeah, and I, I guess I was blinded by the amount of 
recent leakage yeah, that, yeah. that they've had. Every um, team can make a team of, and that's yeah. What it, it was a some lot are, some are better than others. Like some are better teams than others. Yeah. I mean, like I found, like when I was doing like a manly one, it was easy to get you know some some backline players out of there. Yep. But then I look at it like oh, there's none of them. <coughs> there's none of them I'd fucking want over the ones that we've got got now. Yeah. But forwards, I had a big lot because yeah. like the, the forwards that they've got rid of in hindsight have proven to be. Really good right, to get, like, yeah. you know, getting rid of guys like, you know, David Gower, Sean Lane. Yeah. Fucking, like, there's there's a bunch of, like, you know, Dynamis Lewis. Like, there's, like, yeah, a, yeah, like they're yeah. guys that are fucking av- bang yeah. up average That's and they it. wouldn't be in the team now anyway. But e- even opening it up to, like, just players that have <laughs> that left your club and went somewhere else. Yep. Like, in that mode, it's even easier because your, your forward pack's got, you know, Brent Kite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but ones that aren't playing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, but no, it, it, you're right, every team... Had a team. I think Melbourne struggled. Yeah, a but that's bit because more. they've got less fans. So, like, we've got you know we've got less people contributing to the group yeah, from that I'm, basis. I'm just saying you know that I mean? thing of no one leaves Melbourne and gets better. Yeah, like the closest you got to that was when Inglis went to South and was just still Inglis. Yeah, and, and like you know Israel for our. I mean these these you know they they all stay kind of the same though. They were, yeah, they were good players. You know, they remain good players. Yeah. I mean, Matt Orford, you know, obviously he went to the next level before falling off a, a sharp precipice. Yeah. Um, you know, Steve Bell, you know, but the, ended up the but same. Again, the, the but was, you can still make it. You can, you you can still certainly still team. make a team yeah, of the guys it. that have left, though. Yeah. Like, you know, sure. you'd have like Peak Orford and Peak <clears throat> Morley. Yeah. Not bad. Yep. Yep. That was great. A lot of fun. Uh, news this week. I only have a few notes. The first one, I mean, I know that there's one that, you know, you're very close to that you want to talk about. So we'll leave that one just till. But the first one, very quick one. I was of two minds whether to even talk about this this week. And I will not give any credit. I mean, longevity for the sake of longevity is, is not something that, you know, that, that I'm, you know, I'm a massive fan of. I mean, you know, like you know, the Sharks coach, for example, is a perfect example yes. of that. Like a guy who is in this fairly, you know, exclusive club, but looks completely out yeah. of place, with, yeah. you know, next to the company in which he is. Uh, residing, um, Robbie Farah this week uh, clocks up his his three hundredth game, and I remember it was a big deal at the time when he when he got assholed, you know, in the JT era and all that sort of thing, and forced out, you know, not doing the three hundredth for for the Tigers. <clears throat> Look, be that as it may, I certainly don't want to give him any credit, but this quote through the week oh, was just fuck. fucking. It made me just for like a frack, like for the length of time it took me to laugh. Oh, made me actually like think warmly and he, like you know dare I say even like him for like that five oh, second really? period. It asking when asked about you know obviously he had the trouble with JT and you know you, you get you know when you hit the milestone of three hundred games or you know whatever your milestone is you get you know congratulatory messages from people from you know past and yeah, present yeah. etc that you've played for <clears throat> played with whatever and he and he said uh. When asked about JT, Jason Taylor, he said, uh, I wouldn't want to hear from JT anyway. At the time, I was told by him and Rocket Ready that I'd finished my career in reserve grade, but I'm here now, and uh, JT is coaching reserve grade. Now, Robbie Farah is a fucking cunt. Like, that's, 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 that's not fucking mince our words here. No. Jason Taylor, however, he's a cunt too. And when one cunt is a cunt to a bigger cunt, <laughs> it somehow makes me... Just for is, just for a millisecond, is JT a bigger cunt than Robbie Farah? I think so because he was a fucking parking warden in his day job. Yeah, but it's and, Robbie Farah. Yeah, but I mean, 
It's a parking lot. Robbie, Robbie, I mean, Robbie was fucking making palmies and pizzas, and I mean, like, he wasn't doing it well, but no, I mean, that's fucking exactly. great. Exactly. I'd, I'd prefer a man out there just doing his job rather no. than a man fucking showing disrespect to a schnitz. I mean, the schnitzers deserve that much respect. I mean, they're sold at every, every pub across, I mean- Exactly. You know, and I, there is a base level of respect you give to not fucking up a schnitz. There's, yeah, there's just, a couple just, of things. I just, I just feel like it's something that's like you know, is is it worthy? Is it worthy of respect? I mean, like I love a fucking good a good schnitty. I know that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's a, such a low level of respect required, but yeah. he couldn't even give it that to do it well. Yeah, still, I think parking. I mean, parking wardens are like the fucking you know. Don't park where you're that's not supposed up, to. That, that's up there with. I don't even know. I can't. I'm just trying to think of like the worst of the worst. Why? Like, don't park where you're not supposed to. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not so. It's not so much that. It's also like you know, it's it's the the zealous the zealous way. Like, you know, the the ones that are trying to be like Jason Taylor, little commander the story that we got a couple of years Hiding ago on the, the bushes, show, yeah. hiding the bushes. It's that side of it. Oh yeah. Like I mean, obviously, if you're you know I'm, walking down the road, chalking the guys, come back an hour later. Yeah. Where's the chalk? Yeah, you know, that's it. Obviously, you park where you're fucking supposed to park. Yeah. But these ones that are fucking sitting there with a the fucking in the bushes with a the fucking this is timer. The thing, man. Like I. I know, I know. There's a lot of effort in here. Yeah, I don't see how a parking warden. Yeah, like it would have to be like sort of Khmer Rouge level to surpass what a cunt of a person Robbie Farrer is. Yeah, they are kind did Jason, of like that. Did Jason Taylor ever run out and take somebody else's fucking conversion and and steal their oh well, I mean, their like, moment, their last international representation because he's such a selfish cunt? How many goals did Jason Taylor kick in his career? Plenty, you'd say. Mm. So, yeah, plenty. He took plenty of other people's goals. <laughs> but they weren't other people's goals. He was the goal kicker. <laughs> what I'm saying is, he's a cunt and should never have been fucking anywhere near the football field, let alone the the mound. And take it any way you want. Any mound. He shouldn't be ever near yeah. any mound. <laughs> but also, fuck that other guy too. Yeah. Fuck but, Schnitzler. But he's... he's- <laughs> Robbed off Schnitzler. This is the thing, though. Yes. When, when you talk like that... Yes. Everyone else is only asking that question because they know you're a salty, bitter cunt who who would still dwell on something like that from fucking so many years ago. Sorry, who? Like, so what's sorry, Robbie what? Farrah? Like you know, and you know what, cunt? Yeah, but I you mean, were fucking destined to finish your career in reserve grade because even after you were assholed from the Tigers, you ended up at Souths, and you were in reserve grade there. You know, so the only reason that you've come back is because your fucking shithole cunt dumpster fire of a club was in such a broken condition after also, any also, good player it had left. Also, Justin Pascoe. I just wanted to say that just to fucking, I just like, just had to throw exactly. some more fucking heat beads on. It's it's <laughs> a absolute fucking snake cunt of a human that gave you your opportunity mm-hmm. over someone that's been patiently biding their time for, let's face it, close to a decade. He's- the man with the most potential in the NRL. I mean, Jacob Little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got all the potential in the world. I mean, despite the fact that he is 48 years old. Yeah. Now. Stifling someone else's career. Yep. You know? Fucking, I hope you're happy and proud of yourself, Robbie Farrah. And he, and I, I, as, as far as I know, like, he would, you know, if the offer's there or whatever, I'm I'm sure that he would go around um, again next year. Fucking this is not test yeah, and Yeah, and the year after. Exactly. I saw an article that, that you know, something about Darius Boyd looking to play through to like twenty twenty one. I didn't see the article. I saw the headline and and just uh, I didn't need to read it anymore. It was mm. hilarious. I got the joke. 
I don't yes. think he didn't read, need to read no, another fucking it. 10 paragraphs about why or wherefore. Um, now, okay, so with that out of the way, Kikau was uh, charged following the weekend's games. Uh, Sinbin for it in during the during the game situation for a uh, a late uh, ish shoulder charge uh, where he was looking at I think it was a week for a guilty plea two weeks two weeks if found guilty um, he elected to fight it because he felt like it, you know they all, they felt like he was going to get off uh, failed and he's now out for two weeks and so that's literally cost Penrith at least six points a game yes guaranteed minimum six it has. points yeah it has. Off a team that hasn't been scoring that well, yeah. you know, with the exception of... I'm going to try and take my Penrith hat off here. Um, there's a lot of confusion, and I've seen pretty much a consistent viewpoint. This is a little bit different to those other cases where people say, oh, um, it should have been, it shouldn't have been, guilty, innocent, was this, wasn't this. Yep. Because you had two fucking prime examples not only in the same round, but in the same game. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you had Matt Dufty pull a Billy Slater shoulder charge. Yes. Where <laughs> he tucked his arm to his body, cocked his elbow. And 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 for, like with that as well, I mean, how often do you see that in a situation where a winger's trying to yeah. place, put, do the spectacular yeah. thing in the corner? That's it. Yeah. There's um, always one of the guys. So there's three guys coming across. One of, one of them, the one of them is just is just throwing their body, yeah. you know, just like a cannonball. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that was was pulled up. Now you could go into that and say, "Well, hang on, was it a penalty given in the act of scoring a try?" By the interpretation of the penalty try rules, then does that automatically award a penalty try? Are they if when they award that, are they thinking if Matt Dufty wasn't there, yep. does he score? Or are they thinking if Matt Dufty attempts a conventional tackle, yep. is he attempting to score? All of this fucking grey area that we don't know. Yep. You know, and in how they're interpreting that ruling. So, and and the other positive thing in this is Penrith absolutely but fuck the Dragons well and truly. Yeah. So this is actually easier with with that viewpoint. <laughs> Um, imagine if they'd lost the game. Fuck. But then you have the Fafita instance. Yeah. Where he's gone in <clears throat> and actually, again, shoulder charged a guy off the ball late just as a fucking cunt. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, he's, I mean, he's, to be fair, I mean, he's got like cost his side the game. <laughs> yeah. No, so, no, no. I, so- I know that. But the thing with Kikau is. He's gone in, and where I've struggled to unpack this is I've, I've just tried to get the point of view that they're coming from. I could understand it if he was found guilty, and the NRL's motive was, look, we've got this big thing on player safety, there's talk of lawsuits coming, mm. that's a big man on a little man, and yeah. so we just have to have to do this. Yeah. Okay, but then why does Dufty get to shoulder charge and nothing happens. So it can't be that they're looking at player safety. Yeah, and it's not the big man it, and the little, the little man thing either. But I mean, and even that, even that's bullshit anyway, because I mean, fuck, I mean, now it's like, now we're in like talking about under 11s, you know? letting fucking, you know, big Polynesian kids play, you know, yeah. just, you know fuck it, that shit. Yeah. It's this thing of, well, 
you also look at the tackle, there was really not much wrong with he fucked, that. He, he, he fucked himself because he didn't, you know, he, he had one arm tucked and one arm, but it you know, one, one again, arm wrapped. It wasn't even that it was tucked. He had one arm down. Yeah, but it was like one arm where there was like, there was zero attempt to use, you know, to use it. Yeah, that's and it. One, and like, I mean, you've seen plenty of times where one arm sort of, you know, going the wrap is is kind of enough. Yeah. But which is But the which other is thing weird, you look at in this instance is he's fucked up his, his neck positioning. If yeah. he'd have hit him with his right shoulder, yeah. everything would have been fine. But he's gone in and misjudged and he's gone in and moved his head to the right and hit with his left shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Right? And again, he's attempted to make a tackle. Yeah. So Look, if they're going to be black and white and say, look, you've got to wrap with- With two hands. Then, yeah. you know, okay, fine. Because, because like, you know, for an, it's not the same thing, but I mean, like, just an example of black and white ruling. This whole, you know, if the guy catches the ball on the inside shoulder, black up instantly yeah. is a shepherd. And, That's it. Like, there was a fucking try that Manly game yep. where it was a walker or, like, where he caught the ball- he was ten meters behind the player in the in the line. Caught the ball like level level with yeah. him. Had no effect on anything because he but immediately dumped it, it off. Yeah. Like you know, cut it out like two yeah. guys over to the yeah. left. But they it's just okay. Boom. Black. So if they're only black and white about shit, then and, you know, then that's that's okay, fine. And and again, here's that thing. I I know that there's a line, and that's why they have dangerous and careless. Yeah. But does this become a thing now, where your smaller, faster players? run in the middle of the field because- Watch us crab in to try and get a- Because they're protected there, you know? This, this has become a, well, you know what? No one can actually put a shot on them. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, this, then same weekend, the next day or whatever, I mean, you know, George fucking pretty much- Nailed, oh, he, yeah. he knocked the soul out of fucking Dylan Brown's body. Yeah. And, and you know, and that was perfectly but- fine. And, he does, and once again, I mean, because- you know, like like Matai in his particularly his later career, he had the perfect fucking hit hitting technique where you can essentially hit someone with the impact of a shoulder charge legally because yeah. you do, he's doing it low. You go, he's going lower, That's sort it. of hitting them under the ribs, yep, and and also wrapping yeah. with the arms. So yeah. I think the idea is probably less about you know them being the protected. Thing. Just go a little bit lower, just because the thing is there's there's a benefit to hitting that way anyway because. Yep. And a lot of guys are seeing it, and you know, this year particularly, you see it tons. That when you're hitting a dude under the ribs like that, like the amount of times like you can the you can ball. get a piece of the ball fucking, and get and get yeah. it flying out. I mean, yeah. there's there's so much there's there's really no. It's not like legs like you know but like legs tackles yep. look amazing and sizing and cut them down. However, they also you know can a lot of the time yield like a penalty for for pulling the feet because you don't release quick enough or, quick or in a quick play the ball yeah. because you release when you're supposed yeah. to release. Yeah. So there's like there's a downside to that. I mean it's great because it just cuts them that cuts their legs out and stops their progress. Yeah. But you can sometimes yield like a you know concede that sort of shit. That's it. But there's no there's none of that downside. To smacking a guy hard with the shoulder in a legal tackle under the ribs, you can take yeah, them out. That's it. You can take the ball out. Correct. You fucking destroy them and give a great highlight reel. Like and, that's that's the that's the highest can, yield. It can be a turning point for your team. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the highest yield way to do it. And so I guess just don't go as don't go as high. But again, this is you know? but this leads into the thing of how does Bill Kickow affect that tackle? Yeah. On Dufty, just simply because of the fucking difference in size. He cannot get down low enough to hit Dufty in the breadbasket. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, he could. Not at that speed, he couldn't. 
Yeah, you could. I mean, like, you know, there's. Watch it again. There's there, no there are, fucking way there are, that he there are, gets his shoulder down. <laughs> there are, ste- there are steps that he could have taken before he, no, you know. Look at George and Matt I. They're fucking, yeah. like, their center of gravity is much lower. He's still fucking pretty. He's a big, he's a fucking big dude, man. Okay. Matt is not so much. Like, Matt George is bigger than Matt I was. Yeah, exactly. And they're nowhere near kick out, and Dufty's a fucking absolute little weasel cunt of a human. <laughs> Dude, this is the thing. The issue I have as well is with the bunker who reviewed it. Yeah. So the refs pulled it up, which I'm fine with. Absolutely fine in this day of player safety concerns because it fucking looked bad. Yep. Right? As soon as a player goes down that quick, it looks bad. They've pulled it up. Fair play. But the bunker had ample opportunity to look at that. And I don't know how they came to the decision that it was a sin bin. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know what? That's almost the part that I have more problem with because it wasn't yeah. one of these things that was exceptionally late, no, or or you know, or exceptionally high or any of that sort but of it shit. Wasn't, see, yeah. it wasn't high. Yeah, no, but I'm it just wasn't I'm, late. But I'm just saying, I'm just not talking I, the language yeah. of what you would think would get <clears throat> exactly. a, would garner a symbiote. Exactly. You know? um, it it just seems to be these days that they're erring on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, Look, if this is like the the if this is the yeah. first step towards an overall strategy of you know you know and, then a fine, but, but it won't be. You know why? Because you know because reactionary shit is reactionary. Exactly. So what's going to happen is they've suspended him because they feel like you know it's, yep. the, it's the right outcome for what he did. But there's been you know there's so many forty fours at him now that the next time it happens they're not going to do shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, the, and do you, do you think Dallas Johnson's going to fucking remember one verdict rendered from one to the next that no, he does? Fuck no, my god. Um, and and this is the thing. I don't even care if we don't understand the methodologies behind it, but it's become pretty fucking clear that even the clubs don't understand the methodologies yep. behind it. They're turning up to the judiciary with a case, with a prepared case. They yeah, and admittedly, they didn't do themselves many. Fa- I mean, like, you know, their case was like fuzzy. You know, you yeah. know that, that, that I don't but think they particularly de- dealt with it. They didn't put the respect to it that it deserves because everyone was like, "Fucking no way, that's a suspension." Yeah, they got some they they got some poor poor advice. And considering how important he is to yeah. the side, you know, perhaps it would have been more but, prudent to take the one instead but it of just risk seemed, the two. But it just seems to be that that they lob up to the judiciary, unsure of the interpretation of the rules that's going to come back down in this instance. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah, you know. Um, it, it's not fucking hard. Does, does yeah. it, just so you know, okay, does wrapping the arm now mean both arms? Does wrapping the arm now mean the arm opposite to the shoulder that you make contact with? Yeah. Like, I feel I feel like it, with, with you know, better representation, they could have argued an angle. Because remember, these guys that are on the panel, they're not fucking legal minds or anything. No, exactly. You can I think you can argue effectively I don't in such a way that you can that you can no, turn I don't. these guys. I think around. it's exactly the opposite. I think if somebody's got a legal mind, then they can go, here are my personal biases, but I understand that that argument they made makes sense. I think somebody without that goes But that's what I mean I think they I think they can I think football players with the correct argue, argument put to them can Okay, so hang on. I've, there is an argument can be not tricked, but you know what I mean. They, I think they can be convinced. Yeah, but but there's of something. No, the I, way you, the thing you want to to convince them of. Nah, I, I don't think that at all. I think they see it, yeah. and I think these days there's so much coverage of it. Yeah. Before they even step in there, they've uh, basically decided on it. Yeah. And and unless something comes in 
that forces them to go, oh, fuck, I can't think that way and save face. Yeah. They'll just think the way they did when they went in there. You know, for example. Yeah, but that's the job of the lawyer. That's the job of the lawyer, though, to to actually to to do the convincing argument that then when they have to justify their their decision, you know, because they, they accepted that argument, then they go, well, it was argued that blah, 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 and we agreed. That's all I have to do. And then there's, there's no yeah, face no, loss in that. Yeah, you're thinking that these people are actually thinking like genuine fucking. See, I, the way the way I think of it more is I think of them as simpler people, which make that yeah, are easier okay. to guide down the pathway that in, that you want to take them down. No, but that's not how simple people work. Like, and mm. I don't want to denigrate anyone. Dumb cunts. <laughs> um, Look, but we love dumb cunts, don't? <laughs> but. Simple people. There's some very fine people are less, dumb are less likely to listen to logic and reason. Yeah. If it may, if it has to switch something and make them just think, well, I have been wrong. Yeah. And I mean, like- and, less and likely to, to do to, it. Like, for example, did you know that it is more likely that the Earth will be destroyed by a cataclysm <laughs> level asteroid than by global warming? <laughs> like, that's science. Yeah. Right? And there's still people out there- Fucking hoo hiring at every cunt, po- like thinking they'll change the world by posting shit on Facebook. Not even thinking about the greenhouse emissions they're going to make by fucking running Facebook servers even fucking harder. <laughs> you know? And the irony is, those cunts are the ones screaming at everyone, like, oh, fucking listen to science. Are those simple cunts going to change their view? No, no, they're going to feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other news things you want to talk about? Um, Mark Coyne, I think an appropriate response is that he's gone just simply because yeah. the, the commission can't be expected to do anything to any other player that does anything if they're not holding it up themselves. And that's all i got to say on the matter. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I saw I saw people saying, like, oh, he's he's got off lighter than, you know, players. And I think I guess they're talking about, like, you know, the the... Jack the Bell and stand down thing. I don't. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he he'll, he'll come back. Between he'll have his and raping. Yeah, and and he'll but he'll come back and he'll have his meeting and he'll get fired and that's the end of yeah. that. I mean, oh, they're talking about the, the Bellin was stood down before anything. But there's a difference between swearing and raping. And what is and realistically, what is he doing to be stood down from? Really, day to day, it's not the same as a football player who has an appointment every that's week it. without yeah, without right. fail. You know, like. Uh, so, so like, I, I think it's probably fair to assume that, you know, pending anything coming, you know, happening, he's not really doing anything anyway, yeah, and that's I'm, I'm sure that he'll be appropriately dealt with. You know, and I, I dare say he'll probably be more than appropriately dealt with because at the end of the day, gobbing off it <laughs> at yeah. a copper isn't the isn't the fucking uh, isn't the crime of the century. No, it's it's not. But, but for someone in his position, it's a bad look, and as a result, he will get the more than commensurate result of losing his position. Yeah. The the phrase "beyond reproach" mm. comes in here. Yep. In that it doesn't matter that it's different or not as bad or not as severe as yep. other things. It's still not something that the commission should have a member doing, and so the commission needs to remain beyond reproach. Exactly. Also, fuck Mark Coin. Yep. No miracle last fucking second. What a, what a terrible fucking month for him, though. I mean, first he's gonna he's gonna lose his position, you know, for for gobbing off at the the cops in the you know in Singapore, and then secondly, he's lost the only thing people remember him for anyway, because New South Wales did it better in Game Three. He'll end up fucking asking, "Do you want fries with that?" At one of his brother's fucking twenty five McDonald's. <laughs> 
Recaps. Okay, uh, Thursday night football was the Broncos 28 defeating the Doggies 6 at Suncorp. Crowd of just under 21,000. My, how the mighty have fallen. But uh, I guess uh, the Lions of Brisbane Town are fucking it, packing them I, in. I'll tell you what, actually, I, um, due to a work commitment, I had to go to this game. <laughs> had to? Yes. It was a work thing, was it? Yes. I thought you were just going to support like Dan or something. No, it was. Um, we had somebody up from interstate uh, yeah. as part of the whole, hey, this is Queensland thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is, um, our, this is our Suncorp Stadium. So fuck- Enjoy it while it's not underwater. Like, like <laughs> fuck you, Canterbury, Bankstown, and fuck you, Brisbane Broncos. Like, You still got paid, though. Yeah, I did. I whitened <laughs> Technically, it. Technically, I mean- <laughs> I whitened it. Um, the crowd didn't look that bad. Yeah. Um- and that's because there's obviously there were less Broncos fans there than usual. So of course it was better looking crowd. Yeah. So you're saying, but do you know when the, the most excited this crowd got or the section that we were in that? was when Buck the horse stopped on the sideline, <laughs> yeah. lifted his tail and dropped a steaming pile of horse shit <laughs> on the sideline. I kid you not. That got a bigger cheer <laughs> out of these. The old Joe Kilroy move. Degenerate <laughs> inbreds. And I thought that would be the highlight of the night. Yeah. But do you know when the bigger cheer was? When the poor fucking Nova FM jacket girl had to come and clean up the horse shit. Oh. And you would think for a club that has, and they've been pretty successful. Yeah. Right? And they have scored a large amount of tries. Yeah. And every time they score a try, that horse. fucking horse comes out and runs around. Yep. At some stage in their book of policies- you would think there would be a provision for when the horse shits on the field. Look, I, I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb there and say this is probably not the first time it's happened. I would say that too. Yeah. However, from the fucking, no pun intended, shit show of yeah. trying to clean it up, it, it really wasn't because this poor girl had to run and try and find like four different types of receptacles to put the fucking <laughs> shit into. They didn't have a shovel. They didn't have a... Like, Nothing. And talking about a horse shit and cleaning up horse shit is more exciting than anything I could possibly say about this game either. So, I agree. I mean, it's 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 just a real shame that the doggies gave us hope over the last couple of weeks that they might be able to do something to uh, plant the Broncos further down the ladder. If if not for the main reason of just saving them fucking cells from a spoon, mm. but no. Or doing it for the good of rugby league in Australia's, you know, yeah. I, they had two great reasons, both very powerful reasons, and they couldn't get it done. And so, yeah, fuck you, doggies. Look, here's the thing with the scoreline was was certainly not representative of the game. I mean, it was a shit show on both sides. Yep. But the Broncos, you know, they they got their roll on with their this forwards. Is, yeah, and this is that thing with those Broncos. Corey Oates had a great game. Yep. Um, their young forward pack had and. And I think the, the misunderstanding at the beginning of the year was this young forward pack was going to get in and challenge and put in. Yep. They're at that age where they're going to have maybe half a dozen, eight great games a year. Yep. But they, they just need to get them to a stage. Yeah. If they can do that for fucking even 20 out of 26 rounds. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I, I think it's probably something that I don't know whether, whether it's a regret they have because I mean, the guy's a massive cunt, but Having someone like you know Josh McGuire in the side, who's a senior player, who can kind of lead by example, or you know, and like yeah, you know, try and try and fire up, you know, grub up, you know, to fire up these yeah. little, these little young characters. Yeah. That's because I mean Alex Glenn's not the guy that's going to fucking no. like you know even like even like a grub like Adam Blair. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like that sort of, the, you and, know. And Matt Gillis not either. Like he, no, no. He's the sort of guy you almost think they they take for granted. Like yeah. to get in and and he'll grind and grind and grind. Yeah, but he's not gonna he's not gonna inspire the exactly. he's not gonna fire guys exactly. up or anything That's like it. that. He's just exactly. he, he's gonna do his job yeah. and you know it's, you know at a better than average level. You know, yeah. most probably. We're talking to the Broncos fans around us, and we the, why the question. You know, you you, go, you really were in work mode, weren't you? You go to the zoo, you talk to the monkeys. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and we said, yeah, okay, out of your Broncos team, if you were the coach of another team and you were told you could take anyone from that Broncos team at yep. their current price tag, yep. who would you keep? Yep. And what was the answer? Oh, Oats. Yeah, I think even Oates is probably. I mean, big, yeah. Oh, I'd, how I much? Like, how, yeah, but how much is? What's the what's the current price? What's the what's the going rate for him? We thought he was at about six. That's a 50. fucking lot of money for a winger, though, right? Yeah, I mean, but admittedly, it's... he's good for. And if you put him in the right spot, he'll score. But but this is that thing again. But you got to get him there. Yeah, but and I feel like all wingers these days can do like Shandor Earl fucking. You know, but but by the grace of fucking Cliffy, he I mean he could have got a hat trick the other night. Yeah, the other, but, I mean, ah, uh, look again. You remember what Oates did in Origin? Yeah, you know he he's that irate. But yeah, he was about the only one we thought we'd take. Anyway, that's the thing. You're paying that, and then he's going. He's playing. You know, you're going to lose him for two games yeah. through that. And oh yeah, but anyway, um, the where are we? JSJ Hogan. Oh well, back to reality. It's still the little things like stopping offloads, giving away silly penalties, and not respecting the ball that will cost us more games. GT351 underscore Johns. Yeah, back to being shit again. At least I bought some nice whiskey barrel aged stouts to drink to make this game bearable. Game was hot, but damn beer was friggin' fantastic. Okay. Uh, Dave on uh, Facebook said, on the upside, it wasn't close, so I won't need another round of open heart surgery next week. Uh, best wishes to you, sir. You're going through some fucking, you know... Seen the we've seen the battle scars on, on Twitter over over the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know heart surgery is no fucking joke, man. So you know, best wishes on uh, on your recovery, um, Toto. It was only against the Buddha Bulldogs, so I'm not going to get too excited. But geez, the forward pack looks good when they get a roll on. Attack still stutters, but a hell of an improvement from the first half of the year. Yeah, I still I think it's still like I wouldn't even start talking about like first half of the year and second half of the year like there's a fucking massive difference no. and you've turned it around or anything. I think you know you're playing the dogs, man. Like yeah. relax. Uh Cruzy. We still own the Bulldog Souls and that's all that matters. Do they? They're at that point now where they're like they they gotta celebrate the little victories. Is that a th- I didn't even think that was a thing though. Is I, I don't know. But I remember a couple of years back, like Cassiano. Where the, yeah, where the where the, the dogs were actually yeah. getting them, yeah. And, and there was that game at Lang Park where they got like put like forty four or something on them yeah, like last like, year the year before, but from the bottom of the table. Like yeah. the dogs weren't good. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I don't. I think the Broncos can't really talk about. Hey, Bron- yeah, Broncos, really. you, you do you. Whatever gets you, whatever gets you through, you know, through the night until the uh, next Lions game. Uh, the Warriors nineteen to feed the Sharks eighteen in uh, Westpac Stadium over there in uh, New Zealand. A crowd of just over fourteen thousand. The Warriors nineteen tries to Blake Green and Cody Nikarima conversions to Isaac Luke and uh, Channel Harris Tavita. Luke also with a couple of penalty goals and Tavita with one as well. And uh, Blake Green with the critical field goal. The Sharks eighteen tries to uh, Nakora Townsend and Fecky and three conversions from three attempts to Sean Johnson. But, uh, looking at this game, uh, you know, from as I was watching it to also as looking back on it, yep. This game seemed like the Warriors were just doing everything they needed to do 
to win a rugby league game. The Sharks were absorbing it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, the Sharks would like take one set and run up the other end and yep. and score. And I think to the Warriors' credit, that would have broken a lot of Warriors' sides. Well, I mean, this, this at year, various stages of the year, yeah, yeah. Um, but this was probably the most mentally strong game I've seen the Warriors play in a while. That was, oh, okay, fuck, that happened. Back to what we were doing. They went into that game expecting to get into an arm wrestle with Cronulla. And it's just so it's so unusual for the Warriors to be able to mentally yeah, sustain that. That's it. So, um, On the opposite side, the Sharks' defense, especially their goal line defense, was fucking phenomenal. Yep. You know, they've, they've had their problems, especially in attack this year. And, and this game wasn't really all that different. They they had, you know, they, they did enough, but but really their attacking weapons aren't taking control of the game, so they're not really choosing great fifth tackle options. Yep. Um, but fuck, their defense was was bang on. Um, unfortunately, they let themselves down with some pretty ordinary discipline at, at key points. Which like has the, been a, not a feature, but yeah, they've, yeah, they've had yeah. their problems with it. And then on the other side of things, I feel that the Warriors, you know, one to five options weren't world beating, but Blake Green had an absolute fucking blinder in this one. Yeah. He, no he, one ever thought it was a, a, a Blake Green revenge game. Yeah, but uh, you know, but there you go. Yeah. And that's and that's the kind of Blake Green that I loved, you know, from his time at Manly yeah. as well. Where I mean, he took control of every. I mean, yeah. like his kicking options yeah. were, you know, more often than not on point. Yep. Yeah, you know, clutch field goal when the yep. time came. That's it. Um, I mean, shame he couldn't do it against the Broncos the other week. But, I, um, I was fucking dusted when, when that Fecky try happened. I was like, oh, fuck. Here we are. <laughs> but, um, you know, our old mate Andrew yeah. came through when we needed him to. He's the only one that's actually doing it for He's, the boys. Like, I mean, you, you talk about, you can talk about uh, you know, Gallon in the past, you know, like he's had his you know racist things and his, and his grub acts and stuff yeah. like that. But for just sheer dumb country, yeah. on-field dumb country, yeah. Fafita is close to like one of the like the, like the goat for it, really. Yeah, like just unbelievable. Yeah, like just game. Is it, like, oh. is it too much park footy? Like, is it too much coming up in that world of I'll fucking put a late hit on you and and this and you'll just remember me forever? Is that? Well, but that you know, everyone goes, everyone starts. You know, I know through, through that. You've got, I mean, you got to remember it, these people bash refs too. Yeah, well, you know, and, and he wants to he wants to get fucking you know coward punch merchants, yeah. you know, released from from That's prison it. as well. So I don't know, you know, I don't know, hmm. but um, he's and, a, apparently oh. some uh, some rifts at the sharks. Apparently, what, what was it? The, um, who was it saying? Was it Candle? One of those guys was saying. I just saw that once again. Saw the headline. Got got the laugh I needed out of it. Didn't need to read the article. But well, he was, he's saying that what players aren't talking. There's groups of players, like you know, players aren't I, talking I, to I each other. Or I didn't even get into that one because. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> the the snippet I saw was Gallon, um, on his Channel Nine show. Okay, and he was asked that apparently there's a rift between the right edge. Oh, okay. With uh, with Cherry. Dugan and uh, Morris, and, and what's the basis of the of the rift? That they all want to play right centre. Yeah, but why? And why does that cause a rift though? Because I only mean, one of them can. Okay. And I might be completely wrong here. Morris has never struck me as a. He doesn't seem to be a kind of buys into that sort of. He seems to. He seems like a club man to the fucking max. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I wouldn't buy um, him. I mean, like, I'm sure he would want to play right center. I've got no doubt about that. But I'm also pretty sure that he wouldn't start shit over it. Yeah. He'd do what his fucking coach um, told him to. And and let's be frank, like, this Cherry kid's come through and had a, a decent fucking hit out. He's fast. I mean, yeah. he's, and, you know, I guess if you want to grade him on the, the Ben Pomeroy scale of having penises for fingers, to, <laughs> you know, and, and the subsequent, you know, ball handling um, skills that result. Yeah, so... And Dugan, I mean, fucking play a game without getting injured. Oh, Jesus, I mean, fuck. You know, you play a game without without sucking on a green plastic oxycodone dick. Like, how bad was it? Like, <laughs> Talis comes out and goes, he's always fucking hurt, needs to retire. Dugan comes out and goes, I'm not always hurt. Misses next game. Next and I mean, it's true. I mean, he's not always. I mean, like the perception is worse than the reality. However, yeah. <laughs> he's not like at a Matai level of being an absolute fucking. Cat. Well, the problem is, once again, with Matai, you look at the actual games that he missed. He missed far more Don't games through suspension than injury. Bite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I did. So I saw a list of like you know like players like the amount of potential games they could have played versus yeah. the amount of games they actually played, yeah. and um, I don't remember where it was, but like. Yeah, there's there's guys like Justin Hodges and Matai on that list, and they lost a lot more games through fucking suspension yeah. than they did through anything else. But um, look, you know, great job, Warriors. Sharks are like now. What like what's the fucking ladder look like at the moment? I mean, the Sharks they must be sitting in about eleventh at this point, right? Um, they've you know they were they they were going through that period where they were kind of not looking great, but they were grinding out enough that and they, they- And they were getting players back. They were waiting for players Yeah, and, and while they were doing that, they were sort of sitting in that sort of six, seven, eight sort of yeah. zone, which is like, you know, perfectly fine for striking, you know, striking distance of what the whatever. But yeah, okay, so now we look at it and they're, um, they've dumped themselves out to, to 11, yeah, 11th now. And uh, for and against isn't, isn't terrific. And um, yeah, and their points on the ladder are now- uh, They've lost, you know, they're, they're a, a full a full game and, you know, they're a full game and a touch of four and against out of eighth position. However, to get themselves, you know, they're two games behind, you know, six and seven and they've, you know, just completely lost lost touch with the top four. That's, that's a, 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 you know, a non-starter for them now for sure. And, I mean, you know, if you really want to get catty about it the biggest damning indictment of their position on the ladder at the moment is that they're underneath the fucking brisbane broncos who were spoon contenders two weeks ago so i guess that oh geez okay so yeah if we take face value 16 points look the titans aren't going to win three more games so they're not going to get the spoon but you know they're in the ballpark i I think the issue that cronulla have at the moment is similar to one funnily enough that the broncos have in that they don't have a leader like previously they've had whether it was the Ennis's and, and Maloney's yep. or, or whether it was the Gallons or the Grahams. The biggest problem is the injury to Wade Graham at the yes. moment. That's that, that's, that's what's it. gonna that's what's lost them um, lost them touch with the, the, the put them out of the eight. Yeah. And that's what's gonna keep them out of touch with the eight, uh, you know, if he so, can't get back. But you mix that in with the fact that they they've got a young coach as well. Yeah. So they don't even have that off field. You know, uh whatever he needs to be. Like, you know, you know that the good coaches are what they need to be to each player. Some of yeah. them need to be a, a stern taskmaster and others need to be a fucking sympathetic yep. ear and, yep. you know, Wayne Bennett needs to fuck their granny. It's uh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or 
fuck a granny and then bring all the granddaughters to for the boys. <laughs> As you did with old Gilf. Um <laughs> That's uh, okay. So let's uh, go to the tweets. Uh, I mean, warriors suck balls, or I am a warrior as he's now. He said, uh, "Sharks need to pay the referees more." Last year's payments ran out, uh, run out after seventy minutes. This game, uh, as with all teams, if your forwards aren't busting tackles, your backs are a wasted investment. Uh, <clears throat> to Formo he says, uh, "Imagine being a Sharks fan. They would have gone well past the block of chocolate this season. Frustrating team to watch. In my eyes, send them to Perth." And. Um, Oh, the Warriors suck balls again. He said, take a look. The Warriors are into the top eight for probably the first and last time since April. <laughs> Games against weak opposition don't prepare us for the run home. Still better, th- better than eight other teams for now. The Panthers 40 defeated the Dragons 18 at Panther Stadium. Crowd of just over 13,500. Panthers double to To'o, a double to Naden. Uh, Cleary, Leota, and uh, RCG also with tries. Six of seven conversions for Chinius. And uh, the Dragons 18 tries to rah, 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 rah. Josh Kerr <laughs> oh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Paul Vaughan. Norman, Smooth Corey, three of three conversions. Oh, man, I spent so fucking long. There's this company called um, Teenage Engineering. Okay. Which is not as dodgy as it sounds, I promise you. It sounds like, I mean, <laughs> the, in, in that context, engineering almost sounds like a synonym for grooming. But <laughs> they, um, they make synthesizers. Okay. And they made- hardware or software? <laughs> Both. Okay. And they did one. They call the they've got a bunch of them called a pocket operator and okay. they're a pocket sized synthesizer. Okay. So it's like a soundboard thing or something. Yeah, yeah. And they did a Rick and Morty one okay. with all the things. And I am watching the video on YouTube and they're pressing the buttons and he presses one and it just goes blah 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 and I'm like, I need that. <laughs> but the motherfucker sold out, so <sighs> Oh, surely, surely there'll be a, a rip-off on Alibaba before yeah, too long if, if it's successful. <laughs> um, Penrith had a lot of improvements in this game. Their start was better. That's been one of the big things that they've worked on. Since just, their, just their the general. Just, I just feel like the general flow, like the attack was was. was I mean, it's, it's hard to say with you know, forty points on the board. The door wasn't amazing, but I feel like no, the right, general the general building right. blocks of. <laughs> Just fast play the balls and and, yeah. and roll and things like that. Yep. Started to. This is the first game where I feel like that's looked, you know, decent. Yes. And also really taking their opportunities because of that energy. Yep. So the in the, the first couple of tries they were just using the space in behind the line because yep. the forwards had done their job and they'd compressed the middle. There was fucking that much space behind the line and and to either side that they yep. could take advantage of that. Um. All of a sudden, though, they get a bit of swagger. Yep. And that is the that is the worst thing. You only want your Penrith Panthers to have swagger when they're 30 points ahead. Yep. And there's probably 10 minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> Any other time, swagger is a bad thing for a Penrith side to have. <laughs> it is a very poor thing. Well, swagger, swagger is the thing that, you know, that, that, that gets you, you know, whipping out the phone and you know, booting slats. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um then the other turning point in this one was obviously that Maloney kicked out on the full. And and it obviously wasn't that that turned the, the yeah. game around for the Dragons. But that got the Dragons back into it, who yeah. are one of those teams that never seem to get it through their head that they're shit. <laughs> like, even like- it's because like they're honestly, for me, the most, the most surprisingly shit team this year. Because if yeah. you look at them, you know... You look the way they were last year and you look Correct. and you look at them like just, you know, from top to bottom, yeah. just in terms of lineup. I mean 
they they're, they're legit fucking spoon contenders. They're two yeah. wins ahead of the Titans. That's it. I mean, they could. I don't. While I don't think the Titans will get the the you know, the, the whole you know coach sacking no, bounce hasn't. It was a dead cat bounce, as they say in the, in the financial world. Yeah, but oh, um, look, they 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 got. Two tries against the storm. Yeah, the, that I've, was their bounce. I've never seen. I've never seen a coach bounce last. Uh, you know, less than fifteen minutes. <laughs> but um, usually you get a game, maybe even two or three. Although, but, tell me, that isn't the most Gold Coast thing ever. Yeah. Some, something that intensely elevates your mood and capabilities for about fifteen minutes yeah. before you come crashing. Back as your teeth down. falling out. <laughs> by the, <you> know. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, anyway so, yeah. Back yeah, to the game it, at hand. Um, the. The Dragons really really came back in and, oh, okay, back into the game and ended up taking the lead. And then as it happens in so many games, that fucking try just before halftime, mm-hmm. and that was a fucking... That was up there in, for best solo effort of the year, that Toro try. Absolutely fucking boner-inducing. And then it, was, it was also up there for some of the worst fucking defense you've ever seen in your life, too. Though yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, the two sides. I mean, sometimes like you get some, you get somewhere you go, okay, that guy was, you know, a mate, like the, the like some of the, like RTS is like you know, where holy that guy's like literally fucking teleported with his step. I mean, there's, yeah. it's incredible. There's nothing you could have done about it. But then you get the ones where like, oh, Toe, he just. Want, he just runs an angle, <laughs> a, an angle at which no one wants to really tackle him. <laughs> Look, you can't make Raiders of the Lost Ark without Nazis, okay? <laughs> um, the, the thing that turned this game around was fucking half-time. Yeah. Like, going into half-time, to have such a small margin in Mary's such a great coach. I mean, what does he Jesus. tell you? This is not the first time. This is like oh. the, probably the fourth or fifth time it's happened this season, where the Dragons have looked okay to good, just, you know, through the game. Half-time hits. And the sudden they just come. This rabble comes out. Does he just like? He's roofing the origins. That's what he's doing. I, I think. I think he's there in the sheds with a belt around his neck, and all he does is just points at his limp penis <laughs> to let them know that he's not quite choking hard enough. <laughs> and so they have to go out there and. I don't know, but are you going to deny me my meal? <laughs> a succulent Mars bar meal. <laughs> Um, you know my prostate well. <laughs> yeah, I up. see you know your in excess back catalog. Hutchins manifest. Fuck, that's a contender for the title of the show too. <laughs> Imagine how many Africans Bob Geldof could feed with Mars bars. <laughs> um, but the the Panthers came out at halftime in an absolute fucking groove. Yep. And the Dragons came out just just nothing. They were yeah. flat. There was a, and and that's when the floodgates opened. Yeah. Um, but Penrith did really well to get on with it. They, it's they pretty much 80, pretty much eighty minutes apart from the laps you sort yeah. of you know, sort of allowed you know you were talking about. But I mean, you know that you know that can and, happen in fucking games anyway. Fucking, yeah, you know a man down. Yeah. Lucky to be had the lead they did with the man down. But yeah, but once you know, yeah, as we've seen, you know, Galvanized again, like a gal- yeah, sometimes it, it works the complete opposite way, yeah. you know, than, than you would expect. But uh, what's your opinion on resting Hunt? My opinion on resting players is. Unless you're Craig Bellamy, fucking don't. Yeah. Because the only person that seems to have the fucking knack for knowing 
is Bellamy, yeah. and like yeah, yeah, you've got to and you've got to respect that he knows. A he knows probably in the fullness of the season and what he's planning to do and where he wants the team to be on a week to week basis. Sure, he picked an easy. He picked the team against the la- game against the last place team, but I'm sure it fit exactly. I mean, it wasn't the week after Origin either. So I mean, he he would you know pencil that one in, and um, boys. yeah, and and I think that no one else has any business resting fucking players yeah. because I mean, like fuck. I mean, even Desi rested Turbo last week. And history has shown that that game, they probably would have fucking won that game in a canter if yeah. Turbo was on the field. Yeah. That's cost them two points, which would, would could be critical in terms of get of you know top four, top yeah. four position. So so like even like I'm you know, even here like I've got to be. Sus- this, this is the thing though, just to this specific one. I don't think I, I don't think he would have changed the result. You no, know, he had Penrith change continue playing, but well, who, okay, you know. I can see why Mary did it, right? What's Ben Hunt worst at? And don't just say rugby league; just be specific. Catching bombs. I was, yeah, I would say catching catching bombs because if I say something else, we get in massive fucking trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have to say it. You know what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. All right. Now, yeah. So yeah, catching bombs. Yeah. And so just and what's Nathan Cleary good at doing? Yeah. Lots of. Well, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So Nathan Cleary, just. Like he starts the process, and the bomb cooks and cooks and cooks and cooks and cooks. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. And there, there's a point where that bomb is going to reach its full term. <laughs> well, the thing is, as well, I mean, resting him for a game versus Nathan Cleary is actually the the smart move because it's not so much bombs, it's kickoffs. But Cleary with the midfield bombs, and they're not getting <laughs> yeah, to the fullback anyway, so they are going to have to exactly. someone that's someone in the middle's going to take care of that shit. But but seriously though. I know teams have sports psychologists, so they yep. fucking should. And yep. not everyone's going to have like coach whisperer level stuff. Well, they're not going to. Yeah, but, some of them actually going to have qualified sports yeah. psychologists, and not fucking you know charlatans sticking jade eggs <laughs> up their fucking vaginas. <laughs> if only I remembered his name, I could have turned it into something of Paltrow. But yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the cunt's name. Um, but what business does fucking Mary have fucking with Ben Hunt's head the way he has? Like yeah. from the beginning of the season, it's kind of the anti-coach's job to yeah, anti. Yeah, the, the, whatever the opposite of f- head fucking a player like is is what okay, you're supposed to be so, doing. So, so the beginning of the season, we're, okay, we're in trouble now. Yep. So we need some points. I'm going to pull my half off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move you out of the halves into the hooking role. I was going to say pulling your pulling um, your half off is probably different to yeah. <laughs> putting him moving him around the field. I mean, I'm, you're either, you're either going to be hooked or hooker. Yeah, because um, you know you're. I don't know what. What are you there for? Are you there to not leak points or? Yeah, I, I don't know. And even now, we're in fucking dire straits, needing a game, and you look tired. Yeah. So jokes aside, though, resting a player when you're out of finals contention and your your focus really needs to very quickly fucking switch to mm. avoiding the spoon, if that's a if that's a thing. I mean, if you if you sincerely don't want to get the spoon, or you don't, or if you care about whether you get it or not, mm. I think that resting a player for a finals campaign that's never going to fucking eventuate. Because what have they got? Fourteen points or something yeah. like that. So they're like, but this is what I'm saying though. What does this do to Ben Hunt's head? Yeah, like the rest of the team are in there fucking getting together. Let's make our run. Let's fucking do this, and he's not part of it. Yeah, like, fucking hell. Man. Yeah, he's you gone. you would yeah you you are detrimental. Yeah, to us. 
Yeah. Even even though we're two full games and realistically three games out of the finals, you, you we don't feel that we can get over this immediate hump that we have. And this team, this Penrith team that has not been convincing in its wins yeah. over Origin affected teams and yeah, you you are you are good enough to play for your state and your country, but yeah. What? But I don't think that you are what we need. Strategy aside, to help. I don't know how the fuck that's a good idea for Ben. There's no strategy. There's no strategy. I mean, we're joking about the strategy. There's no fucking reason to rest yeah, him. True. Realistically, I mean, fuck hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck the dragons. Yeah, big tiger. When you're doing quick play, the ball's up by 22 with less than a minute to go. That's just as disrespectful as a field goal. Fucking oath. Big Gav eight. So, uh, shout out to the the other seven big Gavs as well. Um, I thought that was his tweet. I'm trying to. <laughs> no. What does that mean? Yeah. Dragons need to give Mary a fridge full of Mars bars and an RM Williams catalogue. <laughs> like a fucking whip. That would be that would almost be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you at that point I don't think you really care about comfort, but <laughs> choking's choking, but I mean you take the buckle out of the equation. Yeah. All right. Oh, and um, there's there's like the, the double entendre with the whipped nougat. <laughs> you can see Mary like swinging his hips and opening the wrapper and <laughs> Fat Harry Lazy, 18 hours later and I am still erect. With every passing week, it's clear Penrith won the trade. <laughs> Hashtag Maloney forever, more than never. And uh, Gunton, uh, do Knights fans... Oh, sorry. Knights the next fucking game. Sorry, Gunton, you can go next game, son. Um, that's it. And moving on to that game, sorry. Uh, the Roosters, 48, defeated the Knights, 10 at the SCG. A crowd of tick over 14,000 in attendance. The Roosters, 48 points, came through tries too. Tedesco, Latrell, Cordner, SST, Radley, Orbison, Nat Butcher, and Daniel Tupo. And Latrell, eight of eight conversions. The Knights, 10 came through tries to uh, Monga and SASA with Ponga, two, oh, sorry, one of two conversions. Well, mm. the Knights have, the Knights fans, you know, selection, you know, maybe half a dozen fans have assaulted us incessantly this season but not during the first five rounds or whenever it was. Just after that, up to three weeks ago. After Penrith fucking stopped the ponger at half or six. Yeah, whatever. so they've, they've incessantly insisted that we have refused to give Newcastle credit for their victories that were often over severely injury-depleted or origin-affected teams. Yes. Today, look, I, I was wrong, and I, I, I humbly approach those fans and say today the Knights will get the credit that they so richly deserve <laughs> and you seek. Uh, look, first things, the Knights, just the general back and forth of a game of rugby league, the basic building blocks of a game of rugby league, they fucking dominated it for like the probably, what, 30 minutes or something? Like it felt yep. like a, a, the vast majority of the first half to the point where you go into half time and you're like, the Knights have probably not reach the scoreline that their effort and their general just control of the play yep. and the meet and the the ground that their forwards are made so like they they haven't probably scored the points to which they were entitled after such a dominant display correct then I mean, because it was like, felt, it felt like they were marching downfield at will. The Roosters were really struggling and uh, and having to absorb it. But, and then they'd turn it around with like, you know, Tedesco would come back with like a 60 meter return of a kick or, you know, there'd be a length of a field team try. Yep. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And and it was against the run of play sort of things that, you know, kept the Roosters sort of in touch, you know, with the flow of the game. Mm. But then to concede 
the avalanche of fucking points that they did. I don't even. I have to look at the the, the flow of the game oh, and when yeah, they all yeah, came. It, when did they all come in? Was it like the, just was it just the last twenty minutes or did it start earlier? It felt like maybe it was a little bit earlier. Here's the thing: the Roosters had had a less than ideal start to this one. They they lose friend. Yep. They only just got him back. Yep. And Radley had by no means disgraced himself in the hooking role earlier this year when he filled in for him. But yep. it, it's it's not ideal. The thing for the Knights. Was that Ramian try that they absolutely fucking murdered? Mm-hmm. Mur- Changed yeah. the flow? Yep. And the Roosters just did what, you know, a, a team with a mix of those halves and um, and that fullback should do. They just won the territory battle. Yep. You know, the the Knights were seeming to put everything into everything and the Roosters just cruised. They were like, well, they, 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 they did such a chip. they did such a great job. And I mean, like a, a couple of teams sort of put their hands up this weekend, uh, mm. you know, and showed that they were sort of starting to get themselves towards, you know, the finals. And this that, that second half from the, the Roosters, or that entire game really, yeah. the way they absorbed during the first half. The other thing I think that might be a bit deceptive is as well that the Roosters' discipline in terms of penalties mm-hmm. really kept the Knights in it. Much, much more than than the knights themselves. Yeah, but I mean, it is a it is a, it is a roosters thing as well. To you know, they'll con- you know concede a penalty rather than a, a you know. It it is. I yeah. think this this was more so discipline in holding the ball yeah. on top of penalties. But then the um, different and the difference for the knights, you know, between the roosters and the knights, and like the aspirations for the end of season stuff, is. The Roosters aren't going to let the fucking floodgates open up like that right. in the last twenty five minutes. I mean, they were still in the game. What was the score at the point when they? Because like they'd scored their they'd scored their try, yeah. um, their second try, the the Knights, and then the floodgates opened. You know, sort of. Yeah, okay. So after that, they, they had that, the SESI try, and then then Tucky the Roosters scored one, two, three, four, five, six tries. Yes. In the uh, and you know because that was like a game where it was pretty much it was it wasn't even because I'm probably missed that conversion but it was like a yeah. it was a game at that That's point it. so 55 minutes in but, we've got a game but there's your big difference you know yeah. the the Roosters had been letting the Knights creep back in yeah all match based yep. on errors and penalties yeah then that Takiaho set that Takiaho try yeah came right on the next set after the Knights gave away a fifth tackle penalty yeah yeah well they had, the, they had the coordinate they had the coordinate one then the Takiaho one and, yeah and then. And like, and then it was just they make like, them pay. They yeah, just, they yeah. Make pay. And then there was a period there. I mean, just like, I mean, where they they just scored, you know, set after set. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the good teams or the teams that have like you know these aspirations for for finals for, or to go deep into the well, finals, you can't because because in the end the Roosters, like the amazing attack from the Roosters. It actually happened during the. I mean, it was like that team try where everyone yeah. was just backing up through the middle. Yeah, like yep. that was amazing. That was great. The things like the corner try was just like a great line just spearing through shit defense. Yeah, you know, and yeah. um, and a lot of their try, like that, that's that's what the game Can became, I, and that's how they threw their fucking. Am I being a cranky old cunt here? When it bothers me, when Latrell makes a fucking breakaway solo try, and he's more worried about being able to do his kangaroo ears than running it under the sticks. Yeah, like, it, it, <laughs> am I am I wrong here? And I'm not taking away from the cultural significance of what he's doing. But to not run it under the sticks when you can, when you know, you when can. it's open, yeah, when, when there is no one around you, yeah, because you're more concerned with getting up and fucking doing your your thing. Yeah, for me, for me, I, I'm I'm a big sort of run it under the sticks kind of guy because 
you know, and you know, unless you unless you had Daryl Halligan or Matthew Ridge in your team, every goal wasn't a fucking foregone conclusion that yeah. you're gonna, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, and a lot of the, I mean, teams generally do a good job of, you know, not dying on the play and at least trying to cut the guy off as he comes around. But that case, yeah. Was yeah, I mean, it was there. No. I guess at the end of the day, he's the one kicking, and he didn't miss the goal. And yeah. you know, I guess he doesn't. You know, he feels less responsibility to disappoint the kicker because it's himself. It's himself, and, yeah, you're right. And confidence in himself, blah blah. But yeah, no, I agree uh, with the general principle. Uh, Knights, fucking, that's like three in a row, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, this is the first one. I mean, the Storm one, they got smashed, but okay, it's a it's a storm, and you know, I'm I'm going to give him I'll give him that one. Well, that's the thing, though. Last week was poor. Life <laughs> was poor. This was that opportunity. Yeah. You know, okay, you, you, you're never going to win a grand final with the, yeah, we can beat anyone. I oh, accept Storm. And I oh, accept the Roosters. And, yeah. oh, fuck, now we're going to lose that's, the dogs at home. That's something they, they really needed to step up and say, okay, we, we've had some, some downtime. We've learned the lessons yeah. of that heavy defeat. That's what, that's, 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 and I don't, that's the problem with the Knights. I just don't think. That they've learned, I don't think they've learned the lessons. Fuck them. Next. <laughs> and I mean, like you know, they've got a winnable game against the, the West Tigers coming up at you know at home, but they lost the dogs at home. And I mean, when you talk about teams that can, uh, you know, and we'll talk about them in the next game, but teams that can control and roll forward for large portions of the game without results. Yeah, it's going to be the battle of them next week. Um, Biggest Tiger. Tedesco scoring an 80-meter 80 80 team try, plus Ponga putting in a massive step during a kick return to cause a line break. Equal, you got your money's worth. You know, Ponga. That fucking... Fuck demand some low-value tea. That, that fucking... That, that try to to, 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 to Tau Ponga was like literally run to the line and offload. Yeah. Fucking happens for every try... That every winger scores. The difference in this try was that Monga somehow managed to put it down whilst being molested by three or you know two or three players. It wasn't yeah. like he put. I mean, if if you want to if you want to suck a guy off after throwing the last pass for a try, maybe do it where he puts the guy in where he slides on his chest across the line without a guy touching him. Yeah, maybe that's the play. Yeah. Um. This 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 fucking this incessant desire that. The you know the, the NRL overall community yeah. feels to suck the penis of of Kale and Ponga. Look, I, I took a step back here for I was, anything. I was talking to somebody who lives in Newcastle recently, and apparently the hype is real in in the sense of he sees now more kids running around playing footy with. Halen Ponga t-shirts on. Oh, and that's fucking great. I mean, that that sort of thing is fantastic. So, yeah, I, I can temper my annoyance. But the, at the yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, that's that sort of things is amazing. And if that's the sort of if that if they were the stories that we were hearing, then great, I'm all for it. But when the story is, I'm oh saying, my god, Ponga, Ponga, I don't, threw, I don't need to hear something for it to be good. Ponga threw the offload for a try, which is all those ki- little. He's kids a king. Need. He's fucking amazing. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being part of the Ponga hype train. Yeah. But just think of the children. But you are. So you see, now, now you are. Choo-choo, motherfucker. You're the conductor. No. <laughs> Put on your hat. Look, at worst, I'm the concierge that lets Michael and the kids stay in the same room. At worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you're the guy that trained the monkey so he had a fucking cute fucking little hook <laughs> to bait them in. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, Mick on Facebook said, uh, yeah, but Ponga had two try assists. Hashtag Munster's heaps better. No shit he is. Uh, Nigel on Facebook said, the Knights of the Warriors of 2019, great during origin and pretty shit at the beginning and the end of the year to come. Mm. <clears throat> Hard to argue at the moment, but there's still time to turn That's around. Uh, Terry on Facebook said, credit where it's due. No credit for you, Newcastle. <laughs> the Raiders 20 defeated the Tigers 12 in Canberra. Crowd just over 15,500. Uh, the Raiders 20 tries to Dynamis Louis, which I believe, was it his first try Ever? It was, it was his first try since like 2014. It was like a long fucking time. Oh, or ever. Yeah. Oh, um, so congratulations. I mean, you don't have to get your, no doubt, glorious penis out for uh, on the, for the run this year. Uh, Nickel Clogg stayed and wrapping over tries as well. Croker three conversions and a penalty goal. Tigers 12 tries two. Aloye and Nofaluma by two of two conversions. This was a game where it was almost like... Like, I, I'm not a believer in these hoodoo things, but sometimes that you're just like, fuck, you know, like Benji never lost in Canberra yeah. to, to Canberra, yeah. uh, I believe. Okay. And so I think that's, that's a pretty impressive, you know, that, that, that's one of those ones where you go, because it, it wasn't just one, one or two times. I mean, it was yeah, like, no, you know, know five or six times. And to so you, to uh, me, that sort of sample size by no way makes a fucking predictable but for a player to play you know considering you don't do it every you know you don't necessarily do it every year so you got a maximum of once i mean it's a lot it's a long period of time through a lot of different sides that you're facing and everything like that yeah. so um and you know the tigers got closer than they probably deserve to be but like the newcastle game their general roll on through the middle was pretty fucking good i thought yeah for for the for the most part of the game yeah um well, the Tigers definitely had the better of the territory yeah. in the second half. I mean, they're trying to. They're, 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 I mean, it always felt like that. It, it never felt like they were out of it. Um, Umbai, I mean, I just feel like at this point they're trying to find a position for him because they're paying him a lot of money and he's a representative player. And, yeah. and you know, rather than try and find a position for him like the Mary way and just leaving him out, they're trying to switch him Ooh. around a little bit. What I really liked about this game, though, was how. Like it, it flowed. Like it wasn't yeah. the most brilliant and spectacular game of rugby league ever. The referees had had lesser involvement in it, and I'm not trying to 44 here. Well, were, both, side, and both sides played kind of well, you know. Over- and, but there were a remarkable number of errors. Yeah, and it didn't to me feel that that impacted the game. I, and and I don't know whether that is when there's an error happening, you feel like the other team may have earned. Something is, you know, they've they've forced that error through pressure. Yeah, it's like the worst one I can remember um, though is like it was like there was a like a bomb and an Umbai. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's 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 the worst. But generally, I just felt like the sides kind of the they, Tigers had seventeen errors in that game. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. See, it it, it didn't feel like that though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is weird. That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's odd. So well, it also means like you know, it's, you know, a lot of them probably came through. You know, you know, missed attacking opportunities or passes gone. You know, things yeah. like that where the errors. You know, and. This camera team again. You talk about the the Warriors being mentally strong yep. at the beginning of the year. I think that's the the best best thing that's been added to this Warriors team. Uh, uh, Raiders, Raiders team. Yeah, and 
I mean, it can't just be as simple as like, you know, Bateman, you know, being this fucking boss that's changed mentalities and, you know, affected the player group. What I'd love, what, I'd love to know what the fuck Ricky has done. Honestly, I, because I, I almost feel like the mental weakness was like almost a a hallmark of his his coaching, well, but it, not a lot else you know, has it, changed except for a couple thing. of key players. Behaviorally, people are pretty fucking simple, and that Raiders team had had that many teams come back over the top mm. of them that you know, Ricky's boiled it down, and and he seems a, a pretty money ball sort of coach to me. Yeah, as much as he likes to talk about the spirit and the flow, and I'll coach on the sidelines because I feel the energy and all of this shit. Yeah. He seems pretty fucking moneyball in, in how yeah. he looks at things. And and he fixed their defense. And it, it, and it's the reason that is counterintuitive is because it wasn't like their defense was ever a problem. They weren't a poor defensive team. Like on the whole, yeah. They were a poor 80-minute team. Yeah. And so he's gone, well, fuck, if, if we just fix defense as a whole, maybe we're not in these, but maybe they're not as close after 70 minutes or maybe... Yeah. We can hold out longer, but yeah, and it's de- whatever. And, that's and, and if belief. that's and if that's as simple as it as it is, then I mean, what that's done is yeah, it's given them the belief to, and the, the, the and just the mental, you know, it's, it's just to raise that mental fragility that they that yeah. they've displayed over that's more it. than over more than just the last you know season, like yep. a couple of seasons, where it you know to the point it became a meme, yeah, of you know of the Raiders losing games heartbreakingly, you know that they had won, but um. Nickel clocks that that fucking guy. Revelation, revelation. But also, you know, we like to talk about players like, oh, this guy's the next Greg Inglis or the next one. He's the next fucking Kieran Foran because that motherfucker burns his. Bo- I think I just feel like he's burning his body out so bad with the contact yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's going to start fucking you know getting on the horses and you know, and you know becoming stepdad to a dozen kids or whatever. But like. <laughs> He takes some fucking shots and keeps on yeah. going, and I I just worry guys who put their body on the line that badly when they're not the biggest units in the world. Yeah, I just worry about the his career longevity. I mean, he's gonna. I just I just don't want him to have this spectacular fucking career that lasts four years. Yeah, <laughs> because true. he because he's just smashed himself into yeah. oblivion. And I mean, there's already been times this season where it's like you know he's you know out through injury or is he going to be you know he's like a day to day sort of proposition leading up to the next game and yep. you know oh you know HIA the, you know is he you know the, is the concussion thing going to keep him out of a game like yeah. so I just like I love watching him play. I love the, I love the players that are just fucking full tilt like he is. Yeah. But I worry about his longevity. Yep. No. Um. But yeah, fuck, oh, Revelation, amazing. I mean, and you, you know, people are starting to pick up on the on on him on his season now, and you're starting to see like you know articles like the special interest articles coming out talking about you know yeah. his past and you know his family and and uh, you know all that sort of thing. So good on the young fella. Um, anything else to add? No. Biggest always gets first first uh, chat of Tigers game. He said, if you watch the game from the 69th minute and only count those points, the Tigers win. Interestingly, 69 was the last time the Balmain Tigers won the grand final, and this time, and this game, the Raiders were celebrated, beating them in the 89 grand final. So, in a way, all are winners. Hashtag share the two points. No. Hashtag 69. No. <laughs> Look. That's fucking inappropriate. He's lighting it? candles, man. No, he's not. <laughs> he's lighting reefers. <laughs> And you know sometimes that's <laughs> sometimes that's all you need. That you get through as a Tigers fan. Exactly. Ian, so it took them two games, but the Tigers finally scored some points against us this year. Good on them. 
Ooh. <laughs> uh, Liam said, well, at least I won't have to put up with this destined to finish ninth bullshit all of you carry on with. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, look, just let the cards fall where they may. Yep. And look, at the end of the day, you, I mean, you, you would take you would take ninth over, you know, 12th or something like that, surely, what, wouldn't you? What did the Tigers finish the year the Storm got stripped of their points? Because oh. that'd be the ultimate fucking confirmation. Someone tell us. We're not going to look now. Don't have yeah. fucking time. So that was, yeah, that was 2010, wasn't it, when those points got stripped? Yeah. We'll look at it, we'll look at it in the commercial break. Um, Sharky Dave. Oh, Raiders suck. Win by 13 plus, you useless frauds. Uh, and uh, Solzy. Honestly, CNK is all balls. They kept hitting him and he kept smashing back. No mistakes either. Also, fuck Benji. No more perfect record in Canberra. Don't fuck Benji. Benji's like a... He's the narrative player of the year. Yeah, exactly. He's the, he's the wholesomest dude. You gotta fucking let him live. Is he officially cult favourite, Benji Marshall, now? Cult Look, icon? I mean, I, I feel like he... Well, you mean like across all fan bases yeah. now, not just the Tigers? Because, yeah. I mean, I feel like he, he always was from the Tigers from the moment he threw that fucking, you know, that pass uh, in the in the grand final. Yeah, well, then why do they asshole him so bad? I know he got shit, but... Yeah, well, you know, the, you know, they... The Tigers have never, yeah, they've never been a, a, a great organisation in terms of. Um, they went through a period there with the coach management and the player management, and everything, where it was a, it was an absolute fucking nightmare to the yeah. point where they saw a fucking old mate, old sleepy chin, chin merchant, as a, as a, a good thing. Um, so look, you know. Yes, on. it was poor. Okay. The Rabbits, 30, to feed the Cowboys, 18, at 1,300 teeth. Uh, just over 16,500 in attendance up there. The uh, Rabbits, 30, uh, double to Ethan Lowe. Ethan Lowe revenge game. Gets two tries. Yeah. Gay Guy, Totola, and Murray also with tries. Reynolds, perfect five for five conversions. The Cowboys, tries to check Felt and Drinkwater. Uh, Clifford, one of three conversions and two of three penalty goals. Um. I have nothing to say on this game because I have nothing to say on this game just because it did, although this was one of the one of the several games this season the only the only real thing out of this game for me was this is one of the games this round where teams that are aspiring to do greater things in the competition this year in some way you know put their hand up and mm-hmm. said okay we're looking you know oh yeah we st- we've we've had some shit times now we're starting to show why yeah. we're a team that's in the position that's where right. we are, and like certainly the rabbits, not to the extent that um, that the roosters and uh, and the storm and and manly did, but this game was a fucking game. This this was game on for a long period of time. It took the rabbits a long time to do it, but eventually they stepped up and put them to the sword. Like you know, it's a cliche, but like you like you would expect a team with of their ladder position and everything yeah, would do yeah, because yeah. the Cowboys have you know they've been they've been reasonable yep. for and and had a re- reasonable but had some very good and surprising you know upsets and things like yeah, that and this was a game that was shaping up that the same way in North Queensland yep struggling team yep yep, yep. but um, and like you know honestly and like the tweet we didn't get any tweets about the game and that yeah, either, so so that that, that, that basically goes to show the uh, general vibe yep. um the storm 38 to feed the titans 18 at a uh, hope solo coliseum a uh, crowd of just over eleven thousand in attendance the storms 38 had a double to vernie valu uh smith stimson chandor earl uh pappenhausen and olam with tries smith five of six conversions stimson had one shot from like the sideline and missed um Titans, 18 points came from tries to Brenko, Lee, Jared Wallace, and Bryce Cartwright. Roberts, three of three conversions. And this is a strange fucking game. 
<laughs> the Titans. It was almost, it, it was reminiscent at times, at least the first half, it was reminiscent of that game at Suncorp on that double header with Sarge. Yeah. Where, yeah, like, it was, it, it kind of had that feeling. Yeah. And, um, the old, the immortal Sarge game, we were at the double head and we had a great fucking time. Um, but wow, the Titans, they looked for all money at the start. It's like Jared Wallace. I mean, they're, they're playing like fucking beasts, making yardage, forcing yeah. errors, scoring tries, getting out to a, a, a handy lead very quickly and, in the game. But this is the thing with the Titans, though. All of that hard work. All of that fucking lift in intensity and passion and mm-hmm. all of that good shit is undone by f- Croft running at Cardi twice. And and also the first t- two times the Storm pretty much touched the ball as well. And it, it th- But that's all it was. It yep. was just Croft running at Bryce Cartwright yep. and accelerating when he was fucking level with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Cartwright just... Some, uh, he, yeah. He just gave up. Yeah. Absolutely gave up. And... Yep. And I've been a defender of him in the past. When he was wearing a Penrith jersey? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a detractor other times. Yeah, you know, but but even when he went to the coast, like, you know, fucking hashtag real talk. How, how do you go through an ex topping themselves, even if you're not directly responsible, but because of something you had a heavy involvement with? Like, that fucking weighs heavy on anyone that isn't, you know, me. Um, well, you know, I'd, I'd be yeah. fine. I mean, it did, it did happen after she'd, you know, been a very big pain in the ass. Yes, I know, but that's how so, you and I see the world. So it's kind of like problem solution. But other, like, other people see that as oh, that's sad. Callous even or something. That, yeah, yeah. Even though that solves a problem for me, that's still a sad thing. Yeah. And well done to those people if you can live your life like that. Um, but then the Titan, they they just tighten so hard. Like they they're awarded a penalty when when the game's still in the balance and they don't find touch. Yep. You know it. It's just little things like that. That, and, and it just seems they always do it at the worst possible time. Yeah, like, you know. And it, look, in the Penrith game, Maloney kicked out on the fall, and yes, that turned it around, and the Dragons came back into the game. But then Penrith went back to what got them in the lead in the first place, Correct. and so, went on with it. Um, and this was just the the storm turning the screws without a bunch. It was only Fanukin that was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they. I mean, they they had like four or five. Um, I mean, like Wanda Sykes was suspended. Yeah, but then they'd rested fucking. Yeah, everyone. I'm trying. So, to think, I'm trying to think of all the stars. I mean, obviously, like months. They, they rested four guys, and they had and they had Kafusi yeah. suspended. Yeah, and so Fanukin was the poor kind. I mean, I got and he's a glue, and obviously they're benefiting greatly. You know, this year with Cameron Smith being available, you know, yep. year round. That's it. Um, and that you know, and that level of experience in in the most key position for the Melbourne Storm. Is a great thing. And look, from from this, the best thing that the Titans can do is just take that first 10 minutes and say, fuck the rest of the game. What did we do here and how do we do more of that? That's it. Yeah. Storm being the storm. Good on. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, obviously, I, mean, I remember seeing that, the, like the halftime walk-off interviews and things like that. And, the, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, you know Bellamy's got our fucking kids, man. Like, you know, we, we're in front, but... It's a sh- it's been a shootout, which is unacceptable, you know, in the culture of this side. But in the second half, then, yeah. you know... And Tremendous. fucking tell me that's not something all clubs should aspire to, to have, fuck, we're ahead and we're ahead comfortably. Or like we're on top comfortably in the flow of the game. But, ooh, fuck. We've led in three tries against a bottom place team and that is simply unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I like it. Uh, Super Grover said, I only need to play for 70 minutes with five players out and give him a two-try head start. Z818. 
Hashtag, he's, he's trying to get this thinking fans team thing happening. Been okay. drinking. The, 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 he's, he wants to get. He's trying to get this thing happening. That the storm are the thinking fans team. I think it's just like the, it's the morally bankrupt fans team. Yeah. Really, if anything. Yeah, but look, you're a fucking Chinese puppet. <laughs> really. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fucking Zhejiang Smith. <laughs> uh, and I'll say uh, Ni Hao to our Chinese listeners. No, take right off. Hey, um, fuck you. You run a Clevo, you got a problem with me. <laughs> this fucking. <laughs> them running at Clevo. This, this happened a couple of years ago as well. People. Automatic, they see that, that that Sun Yang swimming, you know, dope cheating cunt thing, yeah. and they and they instantly start writing tweets about it. Hashtag Sun Yang, hashtag whatever the event yeah. is, hashtag because because they they've got so much free time in their lives, which I, I'm super envious of, that they can get into these running battles all day with people with Chinese people plugging shit into Google Translate, which is just generally you know shit. insults about your mother and and the fact that you've got a dirty shit eating mouth. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. This is why long-term fucking fan and friend of the show, Clevo, yep. is the best at this, is because he runs straight, yep. he puts some effort into it, yep. and he actually doesn't give a shit that they're probably sending fucking espionage agents to find him right now. He'd fucking go. <laughs> Anyone else that does it is just a... Fucking sad, poor imitation of Clevo looking for internet clout. Yep. Yeah, I mean Clevo's like, you know, fuck, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do to me? I, yeah. I, I, I eat fucking, I eat burgers that are like three weeks old out of the fridge, man. Like, <laughs> I've been training for this shit. <laughs> Polonium ain't got shit on, <laughs> on fucking three week old HJs. Um, and final game, the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 36, defeat the Parramatta Eels, 24, at Brookie, 15,000 plus in attendance. The uh, Seagulls, 36, a hat-trick to Ruben Garrick, as good wingers do. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans, Tommy Turbo, Brad Parker, and uh, Fanua Blake also with tries. Garrick, four of seven conversions. The Eels, tries two. Ethan Parry, uh, Brad Takarangi, Nathan Brown, and Micah Sivo, four of four conversions to Mitchell Moses. The key to this game, fucking Desi has to be the coach of the year. Yet this, we haven't really spoken about this sort of shit yet. But this coach of the year stuff, the the fact that there's, I can't understand why there's legit heat behind someone like Brad Arthur to be the coach of the year. And they're like, oh, no, he took a team from last to to sixth. Well, fucking Desi's taking a team from second last to fifth. So, I mean, like, just on if you want to just base it on numerical things. It's exactly the fucking same. Yeah, Brad Arthur. But then you go, you know, Ricky Stewart has fucking fixed Canberra yeah. being head fucked as well. I mean, that's. Oh, I'd still say Brad Arthur's done a better job than Des. Oh, fucking absolutely no way because Des has got a team fucking chock full of representative players. Oh, he made it. He turned him into rep players though. No, he didn't. He turned him into rep players. When did the Turbo Brothers debut? Well, I mean, not the Turbo Brothers, but other. <laughs> I mean, he nurtured those through the jun- through the juniors last time he was here. Okay. I mean, he probably inseminated Mrs. Travoyevich. 
That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah killer, killer calls is Tommy Turbo. Like when he's not calling him Tommy Turbo, because <laughs> he just looks at the name and, and ready for time. And I call him, and, and you know, like I'm, and and, and I like saying a Trubovich, and he and he'll look at he looks at how it's spelled, and he goes, he goes, oh, what, what, what what's his real name? Because he's not calling him Tommy Turbo. What's his real name? Oh, oh and I say, yeah, Tommy Trubovich, and he goes, oh yeah, that's right, uh, uh, t- uh Tommy, yeah, t- Tommy T R Bojovich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but the, the the fucking Brad Arthur did it with no cattle. That's where he well, no, because he had the because he he you know he he had all the talk of like oh you know he had he had this these un home home brand forwards that he turned into fucking gods or whatever, and then they finished last. And I'm, well, they finished in the finals, then they finished last, and then he gets them back up to like where they were before the before the season. Yeah, you know, but same sort of yeah. same team. He's, he's the Cameron Smith of fucking yeah. team management. Well, it's it's like he's basically like I don't know what I'll do. I want to win rather than a premiership. I want to win that elusive coach of the year gong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a team in the finals, put them last, then take them back to the finals where they were with the same with, and yeah. then and then people won't remember that they were. The- have, have you ever done a poor job at something just so you won't Never. be asked to do it again? Never. Never. I'd give it 110%. So you obviously don't understand. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, okay. Man- Manly played well. You don't understand Parramatta and what Arthur's doing. <laughs> read, read the tweets. And I, I believe that um, that Uppy is being allowed to test his value on the market. So, I, I, I mean, if I was the West Tigers, I'd be throwing a fucking... A massive fucking, you know, the the biggest fucking semi trailer of Pasco fucking money that that I that I could at him. No, but because I, you know they're going to get fucking, um, I don't know. And then Little can fucking wait behind Appy for you. You might know. end up with Reynolds. He seems like a Desi style of guy. Well, I mean, it's not it's not that we need to reply. We don't need to replace Appy. That's that's the thing. Yeah. What the? I mean, cause, I mean, I've been saying over the season that I love it when when Fainu comes on and it just seems like the pace of the team just lifts massively, and that's when they start to put guys to the sword. And it would be a big test. Now Appy's been injured. How would it go? And as it turns out, it's been it's worked fucking famously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they and obviously the, the way Desi does like a two hooker rotation, like even with Matt Ballin being the the fitness and durability fucking yeah. god, stamina god that he was, he's still like you know putting like Heath Lestrange on for a period of time and you know things like that so um with this though this game it appears as a first game where it was like the culmination of everything that like Desi's been trying to work towards this season the fucking the play the ball speed was the highest the just the the, the speed in attack in was just the, was the highest that any team's generated all season it was fucking ridiculous to see I mean unstoppable and uh and fucking I think I, I think that Cherry Evans should be taking less money and giving some to the fucking Travoy because I mean like Cherry's great, but with though but with with Tom and 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 Look, Jake just, in the just side, give me your reality check. Everyone thinks that <laughs> and have thought it for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't have him when he like won a comp in twenty eleven. See what I'm saying? Like he's great. He's he's fucking great anyway. But holy shit! Ooh, hang on. Now this new combination is taking him to the next fucking level. My phone's ringing. Your phone's not ringing, is it? Hello. Yeah, it's the past. Oh, oh okay. They, they want to talk to you. Oh, here we go. You know who? You know who makes a joke like that? Who? Fucking Super Grover. No, you were, no, you were, no, no. no, no. You were literally paraphrasing and fucking aping Super Super Grover's material right now. Oh, do you want to see fucking timestamps of uh, literally Facebook this week? 
Okay. How, I mean, like, I don't mind people being derivative. I mean, you know, derivatives are fucking great at times, but I mean, when when the thing you, you, you're being derivative of is Super Grover's banter, you know you're fucking lost. Well, look, um, a, a, a rat has four legs, but so does the fucking king of the jungle, so. <laughs> Correlation. <laughs> yeah, but the king of the jungle doesn't fucking doesn't rifle around for material in a rat's fucking bin. <laughs> no, but uh, so the lion didn't rifle around for the rat's legs. Fucking learn how to analogy, bro. <laughs> Sorry, back to where you've just realised that Dar- Daily Cherry Evans is an overpaid piece of shit. Oh no, no, Keep he's going. Please, no, he's worth every cent. However. But he should the be point. taking less money. No, 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 no. That was that was the wrong that was the wrong approach to the to the statement. The pro, the the, the the statement is that he's fucking amazing, but holy fuck, Tommy Trebojevich with fucking Daly Cherry Evans is an unstoppable force. We'll probably see a couple because, of six, a couple of premierships in a row he, he for the Manly Seagulls. He a win after he won Origin. What? Daly Cherry Evans after he won Origin three, let his team do a win. Yes. He won Origin 3 in 2018. You're talking last year, right? Dude, I just hung up from the past. Exactly. Well, so why are you fucking bringing it up then? No, because I'm saying that <laughs> fucking Maloney did it this year, dummy. I, I, I know what you're saying, you fucking <laughs> dumb cunt. <laughs> anyway, okay, good. So, yeah, so Seagulls lost. form team of the competition and um, and pretty much premiership favourites at this point. Nice. Uh, Bennett on face, he said, what a time to be a Blues fan when Tommy Turbo isn't unquestionably the best fullback in Sydney, let alone the state or country. What a player, what a team. Fucking good point. John on face, he said, uh, this seemed like the big test to see where we stood against the better sides in the comp and we didn't fire. There was always going to come a time where we'd be in strife and need to bite down our mouth, mouth guards and fight our way out. And, uh, yeah, not today. Uh, Michael. These are all facey ones, by the way. Facebook. Uh, the Eels are approaching 12,000 days since they won the 1986 Premiership, which is kind of neat. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a kind of, I mean, it's a neat in terms of it's a round number. I mean, if it's an Eels fan, it's like, well, that's, you, you wait. I mean, you know, let's face it, if you worked on the, the whole scale of Mars barrage and things like that, the Dragons fans are working on, you, you're not listening to me right now because you're dead. You're long since <laughs> fucking dead. Um, I hear in Parramatta, they're calling him Daddy Cherry Evans. And uh, that's so good, so good to hear reasonable fucking chat from a, a Panthers fan. There should be more of it, to be honest. Who was that? It was, it was our mate, uh, Fat Harry Lazy. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, that's right. You, lo- you love him, and he said something amazing. Uh, Ryan said, I hope there's plenty of water on hand at Brookie so Brad Arthur could try and wash the taste out of his mouth after being force-fed Hasler's chocolate starfish all afternoon. <laughs> that was a mouthful, but it was a good one. Um, that's it. Nice. Previews quickly. We have. A, I've just been informed by stepdad that he has a hard fucking stop. He has to get out. Uh, in fact, it wasn't the past he was on the phone to. It was his uh, master, and he must uh, get the fuck out of here. So the clock ticking. Let's blast through this shit right now. Sharks versus Cowboys Thursday night. I think Dugan at fullback replacing Moylan. Dugan at fullback. Yeah, fuck. There's so much to dislike about this Sharks team. Um, did the Cowboys have Morgan back? No. The Cowboys, uh, no changes from last week, That's so it. no. So, um, look, I, I just think Tom is going to absolutely fucking have a field day because there's no Fafita in the middle. Um, so he's going to have a million metres. I'm going to tip the Cowboys for an upset. Yeah, I mean, Sharks should win, but they're, they're one of those teams that are at that point now where, like, I mean, 
Can you really fucking trust them to do what they're supposed to do? No. Knights versus Tigers. Oh, my God. It's actually called fucking Beanies for Brain Cancer Stadium this week. Really? Fucking kill me. Or if you don't kill me, at least fucking King hit me as you're coming down the stairs from a fucking Newcastle nightclub and buy me a house. Cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Dead set. Um, Look, No change to the Knights squad. Tigers weren't horrible uh, against Canberra. And... And this, this I think, will be a game that the Knights need to take very seriously. They have the cattle where they should win this game. But like like you've said, if they want to prove that they're destined for bigger things, they need to show it here. And, it really, and, and, you know, and even showing it here, it doesn't prove it. This is just one of those games that automatically the Tigers are where they are, you're where you are. Where you are, you want to aspire yeah. to stay there or move up the ladder and you know and challenge for the title. Right. This is the fucking game you got to win. Uh, Corey Thompson back to fullback, which is a plus for the Tigers. Mumbai goes back to the centres, which I think I just don't think that it's it's hard to find a position for him. Maybe I don't know whether he needs to be like a, some sort of super sub or something where he can have a roving commission when the time comes. But he is he's exposed terribly in Origin and centre. Yep. Exposed in fullback last week. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, look. Tigers, go Tigers! Uh, the Rabbits versus the Dragons. Sam and Tom Burgess are in the Tuesday twenty-one, but not in the actual side. So I guess they're potentially close-ish. Um, the, everything I've heard is Sam won't be back. Like yeah. the whole fucking I've got a virus that. Okay. You know. Um, yeah. Okay. Norman Smooth Corey to fullback. Gareth Widdop is returning in the six. So Dufty's benched, which is fucking, I mean, once again, no, running with like a fullback yeah, who's nothing other than a fullback. On the bench. On the bench. It, you know, weird flex Thank fucking you. Mary. Who do you hook and what does it fucking do to them for the rest of the game? Yeah. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, South. Rubber blah, blah, blah dropped. So obviously they, he's, uh, he's one try scored per game versus... The mistakes and just, you know, generally, you know, dumb shit has, uh, has finally cost him. And I guess Mary's finally actually doing something. Um, look, on this one, you know, you're going to have to go to the Rabbits. I feel like that the second half of that game against the Cowboys, they were, they were kind of starting to, you know, get themselves into gear. Still not, you know, uh, you know their spine's still not intact, but it's just, you know, it's good enough. I think Dwayne, he's, you know, he can kind, he's, he's kind of good good enough. At the moment, yes. with the other guys doing their job, and so I think the rabbits have got that one. The eels versus the warriors at Wank Best. Wanga Blake to make his debut for the eels. Yes, finally. Um, fuck again in another game that's hard to get a form line on on the teams involved. Yep, is this a Parramatta on the good shit, good shit, good shit? Yeah, and right. I mean, and that kind of, and that does kind of correlate to. Uh, Bankwest game or no? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Tip, so this tip the eels are good. Good week. I mean, yeah. The Warriors. I mean, yeah. like I, I want to tip the Warriors, but fuck man, it's a good way to get burned too. Uh, I'm going to go the eels at Bankwest though. It seems to be a thing. Titans versus Broncos at Hope Solo. Peachy's back in the Titans side. Uh, Callum Watkins has uh, moved over from the UK and will make his NRL debut. Gordon starts at fullback. So Brimson goes to halfback, and then Riley Jax is the one that drops out. Broncos, yeah, Gillett yeah. returns. Pingu to lock. Flegler suspended. Um, David Feeder in the second row. And, uh, well, no, yeah, and Alex Glenn goes to centres. <sighs> Look, 
That's a very that's a very exposable matchup. However, it's the Titans, and yes. they won't, and yes. the Broncos will win. Yep. The Storm versus the Mighty Manly Seagulls down at the Korean Housewife. Um, okay, changes to the Storm. Vooney suspended, replaced by Addo Carr. Oh, and so they're going to keep Shandor Oil out there. Um, the other guys like Chambers, Munster, Kafusi, Welch return. Um, Stimson and Pappenhausen benched. So, look, honestly, I, I, I fear fucking like a guy, you know, like it's, it's, Pappenhausen's another one of these weird, I mean, he's not like strictly a fullback like Dufty and he's yeah, a better player it. than Dufty, yeah. but still it's a weird coverage. I mean, they don't really cover anything, but I mean, yeah. You know, they cover an injury to someone in the back line, but that doesn't... They, Although, but- I, I guess it also brings in a, a level of the, the other team will need to prepare for two eventualities. Yeah. You know, like... So- I mean, for, for me, I mean, if I'm if I'm looking at the list of available players that I have, I'm kind of like, yeah, Ryan, you want to play on the wing this weekend? Because Shandor yeah. Earl's the best we got. <laughs> Yeah, exploitable matchup, and uh, and this week is uh, you know part of Manly's taper. All I expect out of this game is a is a good showing that you know they can compete on the level with the with the Storm. But you know the Storm have had it, had it too fucking good for too long, and so you know they're right for the picking. Um, Manly thirteen plus. Yep. Doggies take on the Roosters. Good to see you agree. Uh, Manly versus the Manly dogs versus the Roosters. Doggies. Lachlan Lewis comes back, so Wakeham's lost his ch- his chance. Um, Montoya's gone. I think he's he's done his knee. He's gone for the year, right? Or pretty much the rest yep. of this season because they're not going to make it into September. Uh, Kerrit Holland back into the side, the guard, and uh, Aiden Tolman returns as well. Um, foreign named in the Tuesday twenty one, but not in the seventeen. Roosters. Manu returns in the centres. Morris goes to the bench. Weird. See, that's another one. Brett Morris. Yeah. I mean, what does he offer on the bench? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, friends out injured, so Radley goes back to the hooker again. Uh, which you know, let's face it, it's not a weird situation for them because I mean, he was there for you know a number of weeks earlier. Um, Tedavano returns via the bench. Uh, look, you know, the Roosters. If they if they're clicking together like I think they are, like they demonstrated last week, I think they've got this one no yep. problem at all. The Panthers take on the Raiders at Panthers Stadium. Okay, no changes to the to the. Panthers squad, with the exception of Kikau not backing up, I'm not sure. I haven't seen who's going to go in in his place, but I would imagine that uh, probably play Winterstein though. Well, he's already he was already named in twelve though, so oh, I don't know like Liam Martin or something. Yeah, or, uh, he had a, a quad injury. Oh, really? He's in the twenty-one though, so yeah, does that mean he's available? Or? Yeah. If, if he's if he's not in in the if he's in like the fucking throwaways, he won't yeah. play. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, and Raiders. I mean, it's Papali and Soliola basically swapping, which is, you yeah. know, it's weird. Like, doesn't, you know. Yeah. And, uh, look, you know, this is, a, this, is, this, is, this is probably the first true post I mean, like, Panthers had some some unconvincing wins and they had some wins that were certainly yeah. at the, at, you know, that were the benefit of original injuries or something like that. That's this it. is the first game where, like, the Raiders are fairly much what they're going to be. And, you yep. know, the Panthers aren't really suffering with the exception of the kick-out thing. So it's a good test to see where they're at anyway. Yep. Um I don't know what the history is, what Canberra are like, you know, at the Panthers. I feel like they've, have they, have they had good history there or? Um, oh, look, it, over recent times, the yep. Raiders have been one of those teams that we've come back over the top of a couple of times. Yep. Um, if that's required this year, then, I, you know, Canberra to win, I guess, because I don't feel, feel like they're and, the ones. And I just feel like Canberra have 
more of a solid 80 minutes in them at the moment than this Panther squad does. Yep. Um, we can still drift in and out of games fairly easily. And with the strike power they've got, Canberra, I'm going to tip Canberra in this one for enough. Fuck. No, Penrith 13 plus is what you're supposed to say. Oh, well. Be realistic, man. Maybe it's, maybe it's the morning. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Uh, no, that's what that's in the round. Nice. Ah. Okay, so mailbag time, and we'll have to get through this one quickly. Uh, Beager Rod sent us a tweet and said, uh, he, he copied in a, another tweet, and he says, I feel like I'd go to hell if I did what I want to do here, re- referring to my mum, 77's in hospital with a new hip. Any recommendations for podcasts? <laughs> I hope you sent it on, sir. Um, Twill Tourist, Little Buffalo, Emil, he sent he sent us one of the great fucking, you saw, watched the video and everything? He sent us one of the great Twill Tourists. He said, it's cheating, I know, but after 23 years, our factory is heading overseas. Everything is to be scrapped, except for this robot arm, which is primed to take some Koreans' job. Now my cushy job becomes redundant, and I can no longer afford overseas trips. This bit of junk is my proxy. And he sent us a video. I don't have the video on the, in my document here, but yeah, yeah just check our mentions. Okay. And you, you zoom in on this fucking, this robotic arm in this factory situation, and it turns around <laughs> to a tourist <laughs> like outstanding and it's definitely one of those ones for the ballot in what has been a very strong year how, how is it that you can win a fucking emmy and just keep getting knocked down the ladder in fucking <laughs> well i'm not saying he's knocking down the ladder or anything i'm just saying it's for the ballot though it's another I strong am, contender i i have no respect hey, for they, people that don't appreciate science they all go on the, they all go on the ballot and then the voters shall decide uh twill nation will will survive not us um uh, damn, actually, members pack arrived. Cheers, cucks. Keep up the good work. You're welcome, sir. Um, shout out again. I mean, we did this on the on the on the show on on his show, but uh, our mate Solzy, who you may if you haven't met him, you may remember him from. Well, he's been a fucking OG of the show for like a good at least eight years that I've known him. Um, and also, he does a, a green the Green Machine podcast, which is a, a Raiders a Raiders uh, based podcast, and uh, he's just clocked up a hundred episodes, and so. Uh, Give it a listen if you're a Raiders fan. Um, if not, I mean, yeah, give it a listen anyway because he's a good bloke. But you know, you may find less interest in it because you know, if you if you don't like the Raiders, um, that's it for episode three twenty eight. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, uh, Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League is the page, and uh, Facebook.com forward slash uh, Groups forward slash twill nation is the group so uh get in there and uh, if you're not in the group fucking what are you doing because pretty much everyone's in there now um and on the subreddit as well um r slash this week in league on reddit so get in there get that pumping uh itunes no reviews this week so get takes off the itunes or apple Podcasts and fucking give us one please Jesus fuck hurry up tipping twosie on top two please. points clear uh matt f uh voodoo rock on a blood buzz uh wobby farah me Pele, PT Tigerman, Millennial Suck, and Bargy rounds out the top 10. Bargy. Four, four points from 10th to 1st, so everyone's on, still Bar- contender. Bargy's made his entrance back into the top 10, and the Knights are going shit. Yeah. There's a fucking good thinker. Yeah. Look, honestly, my tipping's going to ride or die. I'm fucking manly. I tip them every week and say, they're winning this year, so I'm tipping well. It's just, there's, I mean, correlation is definitely causation, because, I mean, I'm picking up a tip over a lot of other people <laughs> every week. Uh 
Supercoach, notorious PODs. Adam is uh, still kicking on top. The gap's been narrowed, though. Sam Seals is getting close, uh, followed by Bradbury's Legends, Ivan's Lost Sons, Big Papa Power, Arkham's Inmates, uh, Lab Truck Legends, Haystacks Calhoun, Eels from Andre with Drades, and uh, Super Turbo Bros round out the top 10. That is it. Do you have any homework this week? I mean, last like stepdad's homework should become a thing. I mean, like the whole thing about the teams with the players that have left. Uh, you got anything this week that you want to assign the kids? I know I'll put you on the spot. When we're trying to wrap it up. Um, um, <laughs> you don't watch wrestling, but fuck that sounded close to the, like that was almost like the start of the fucking the Road Warriors entrance theme. <laughs> what you were doing just then? No. Cross cross with that Tibetan what is it, the Tibetan nose throat singing, throat, throat singing. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how I orgasm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um Stepdad choat singing. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, week off homework, is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, hang on. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I don't know. M- make a... Make a uh, oh, th- th- this will be sort of fucking inside baseball, but make a Twill Nation starting 13. Who <laughs> you'd put in what position and where? <laughs> All right, done. So it's, it's, it's inside baseball, but there's plenty of people who are being around for plenty of time. So uh, and I'll fucking I'll get final cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of people who'll be told they'll be finishing their career in reserve grade. Let's be real. <laughs> That's it. Later. See you later.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.